Let's do something new. You got new? Uh, well, What's new? It, we just did the new that I had. That's what I figured. You got nude? <laughs> what? Yeah, we're trying to talk him get his clothes back. Let's on. do a vidcast. Who, who doesn't want to see us? <laughs> that's the cor- that's lots the correct- of hands up. I see. That's okay. the correct. Uh, I have a, as correct- my dad says, I have a face for radio. Yeah, so. that's it. That's the correct way to phrase that. Who doesn't want to see us? <laughs> the messes say, "Ooh." <laughs> Since it's the seventies, thank you for coming to the Church of the Disdain. Can I get a big fuck you? Fuck you. Tonight, one night only sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and the boy. <laughs> this is Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is uh, the Midnight Dead Fright. And this is Mark Justice. Mark Justice. Mark Justice. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Justice. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, that was a good. That was yeah. that was a good. Uh, what's his name? It was big time wrestler. Yeah, it was Don Bardo. Don Bardo. <laughs> Don Retardo. What? Oh yeah. And this is Unsane Radio. Unsane yeah, Radio. Sure. Welcome everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Therapy session number four hundred and seventy nine five. It only feels like four hundred. Subsection three four four dash four. Point F. All right, so we are back, and we are going to be talking about a couple of fabulous movies. Fabulous. Um, both of them starring Marlon Brando and um, Boris Karloff. Kim, Kim, Kim and, Kitra- and Kim Cattrall. And Jane Curtin. Kim Cattrall. And Jane, Jane Curtin. Curtin. Jane Curtin, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's called uh, Cone Boneheads. <laughs> I thought that was Ka- Catherine O'Hare. Oh, shit. Catherine O'Hare ball. I find- oh! <laughs> From the movie Cats. Cough <laughs> <laughs> it up again and again. All right, so we're going to start with... Which movie should we start with? I don't care. Pregnant a, Pause. A Boy and His Dog. Okay, A Boy and His Dog. A Boy and His Dog. Woof. 1975. Pedro, Pedro is magnificently inspired. Richard Eder of the New York Times says, brilliantly grotesque. The Austin Sun, this may be the best science fiction film ever made. A boy and his dog. A film that has become a cult legend. Right now I'm hungry and I want to get laid. That's what you always say. You go find a chick and I'll hustle us up some food. I can't do good work when I'm hungry. You ain't pulling that crap on me again. And you can shove that part about how you lost the ability to hunt for food when you learned how to talk. No food, no females. After World War IV, your dog will tell you what to do. How to laugh, how to love, how and who to kill. That stupid broad. You're so funny when you're sexually frustrated. Damn it. How in the hell am I going to nail her in there? Simple. Stop shaking like a leaf and go do it. If you continue to find the food for your dog, he will find you a woman. He is the only one who can. Give him the girl. We stay. Now, you got any helpful suggestions? Yes, pull up your pants, Romeo. In the future, your dog will tell you how to survive. Or 
die. A woman can't get pregnant every once in a while. We need new blood. Horse manure. You mean you want me to knock up your broad? Lack of respect, wrong attitude, failure to obey authority. I'll get the dramatic catch out of your voice and tell me how she's going to carry her share of the load up here. Tell me how we're going to fight her. All right, up. okay, okay, just don't hang her. Harangue, not hang her. I don't care whatever the hell it is. You just knock off the crap and we can forget the whole stinking... Well, maybe we should, you simple dumb putts. What the hell's a putt? What's a putt? Is that something bad? I bet it is. It's something bad. You, well, I'll tell you, you better watch your stinking mouth or I'm going to kick you in the butt. If you can imagine an excuse for World War IV, you will understand a talking dog. Try to get back as quick as I can. Will you wait? For a while. Then, over the hill. I'll miss you, big. I'll really miss you. L.Q. Jones, A Boy and His Dog. A film that has become a legend by word of mouth. Rated R. Don Johnson, early Don Johnson. Yeah, where he's actually good. <laughs> I always thought he was good. So. <laughs> we like differ that. there, don't we? I guess I really haven't seen a lot of Don See? Johnson. All right, all right. Nash Bridges, come Nash the Bridges. fuck on. <laughs> Why does that what, sound like a show about old men gnashing bridges? That's what I'm talking about. Gnashing bridges. Now, a boy in this dog. Gnashing my bridges. Based on a novella by Harlan Ellison. One of your favorite. One of my favorite authors, yes. Hack. One of my favorite, <laughs> favorite one of my favorite hacks. That's right. We we were talking earlier, I don't even know if that was you know, if we were recording it, but we were talking about uh um the the whole fact of Oh man, what were we talking about? <laughs> No, something about the celebrity. I was letting you run with it. Shit, something about celebrity. Oh man, uh, I just lost it. I'm sorry. I do like the the guys. The guy who did the voice of the dog. Yes. And how how you thought it sounded like Jason Robards? Oh, that was me. I thought that. Who was? Yeah, that's why I thought that. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, yeah, the whole that the the whole aspect of this movie is kind of bizarre. but the, there was a lot the story of apocalyptic is movies in the 70s. Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, the story and is really the how it plays out is bizarre, more is very bizarre. And Once it, you get to the core it, of the story, and it's kind of funny. The, the simple the simple kernel of the story, it makes sense, but how it's gotten there and and the things all around it are yeah, are just there's some elements that are just like, wow, what the hell's going on? You know, very bizarre. Yeah, when I first saw this, it was playing. I think like on Showtime or one, you know, one of those like uh, cable subscriber things. You'd never seen anything like it before, and I just loved it. So then, anytime it would come on, I would want to watch it because I think there's something uh, there's something about the journey that um, Don Johnson's character takes, and then having that dog. You know what I mean? Like that that, so that whole comes, thing is just so it great. So yeah. comes down to a boy and his dog. Well, but, it's but that you story, know, but no, cool. but no, it's really a dog and his boy. Yes, because the dog. Anybody, anybody oh, I, I disagree. Dog they're is, they're, no, the dog they're is dependent the on one. each other. The and dog is the like smart one. Yeah. They are but they are dependent different. on each other. They it do. is Peabody and Sherman. You know, <laughs> that's it, right. You're, you're Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And they were they were totally in the way well way back machine, way ahead of machine. <laughs> um, well, you know, yeah. we're talking about and the whole movie is is a post apocalypse. Um, there was a, a big nuclear war, and so everything's kind of decimated. The fourth. It's like Mad and, Max without any cars. Yes, yes. that's true. <laughs> it is. 
and, and oh, you know, it also I, has. But but it the one thing that's good about it. One of the one of the things that's good about it is, it's just its sense of humor, the the sense of uh, yes. which and that's that all was instilled from Harlan Ellison. I mean, L.Q. Jones directed this movie. And L.Q. Jones was a actor, mm-hmm. um, a big you know. Supporting character actor, actor yes. yeah, character actor, and uh, just a, a very cool guy. When a lot you, of westerns, a lot of yes. the craggy, yes. But he was, you know, um, and he and Ellison kind of were at, at odds because Ellison was just a notorious guy to work with, and he was Ellison was supposed to write the script, and he let it go for like a year or so, you know. And Ellison kept giving him giving LQ Jones excuses. You know why he hadn't done the script yet? So LQ Jones and got this other guy. I forget the other guy's name because LQ Jones primarily rewrote rewrote this, wrote the script for the movie. Because if you read the novella and you watch the movie, they are not the same. Oh, they. they uh, it's never the are. premise. Right. LQ Jones took the premise and ran with it himself. You know, in in his own way, but still kept a lot of that humor and a lot of the irony that is Ellison uh, within the movie, and also. The movie and the novella were pushing the limits of science fiction into that sexual realm that was kind of verboten, you know, for for years and years. Ellison, as anybody that knows who Ellison is, he was one of the pioneers of saying, "Look, look, everything everything has to change. You know, it has to reflect what we are and what we do." Philip Jose Farmer did the same thing. Philip Jose Farmer was Philip Jose Farmer was doing it in the side in the background. In, in a very big way, and but Ellison was the vocal, you know, and the the visual part of it because starting Ellison had such it, a great great personality, that, yeah. right? But anyway, that brings us back to him and and LQ Jones. So they had kind of a, a running hate argument, love, love hate relationship. relationship, I guess. But yeah. you know, for I it he did a really good job though directing. Oh no, I, I think uh, it's brilliant. Um, yes. I do too. I think it's a really good, and I think that's a testament to his his knowledge of the craft because he's, he was in the craft so long, yes. and he wasn't just some guy sitting back there doing nothing. He was back there while he while he waiting for his part. He was watching, watching. He was seeing how things were done, man. Yeah, yeah. Give him, get him like a, if you just know his whole background. He was just that kind of a guy. It um, gives me it, once upon a time in in Hollywood. He's like one of those guys from that movie. That's 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 who yeah. LQ Jones is in my uh, f- from from a certain um, celebrity standpoint. Oh boy, Periphery. celebrity. It's peripheral. It's peripheral. Yeah. You're right. Yes. There you go. There you a go. Per- yeah. yeah. But I, anyway, but that all brings us back just to how the production came about and everything. That's an efficient film. Yeah. That's and but we we're talking about uh, the the voiceover. They interviewed and talked to over 500 people to get the voice of the dog of the dog of of blood and at one point for a a pretty serious moment james cagney was going to do it oh that would have been interesting and they they did but they james cagney did it you know did his audition and they said uh lq jones said well it's too like an impression of james cagney Oh really? Had yeah. That? Said it just had it just sounded 
to Jim James Cagney. So they finally got what Tim McIntyre, I think. Right. The, 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 oh no, I'm still wrapped around uh, James Cagney yeah, doing the, this. The, yeah, I know. But the yeah, the, yeah, the, I gotta go out for poopies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't smell a girl for miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, you guys are doing no, ever, that's I'm, ever I'm, G. Robinson. Yeah, because it just sounds oh, cooler. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. What, oh, you! I I've got to go for walkies. There you go. <laughs> that was the Cagney. Well, the guy they got to to do it was perfect because, uh, and I think this is what they did with the boy and his dog too. Is they they uh, made it contemporary as to the time it was made. Um, it had all kinds of sensibilities of the seventies, and that voice was the voice of and, the seventies. Like, and it had that yeah. craggy, scratchy. Well, and it sounded like it was on the radio. Yes, like the staticky. The, the, yes, yes, because the, it was the way the yes. way yeah the way it was almost kind of distant. It was you know, it was that very is such flat. a nice yeah. little touch. just the telepathy. Yeah. It was the you know the tel- that's why I was taking in. It was like that was the telepathic. Right, he was he was hearing yeah. it as it was a radio you know, transmission, right. Right. you know, from from the dog's brain you know into him. So you know, the the viewer could also kind of hear how the dog sounded. Yeah, the differentiation. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, no, I I thought that the dog and some of the, his lines were like the best part of the movie because I had seen it a long time ago and I, I couldn't watch I didn't watch all of it I, I just got really bored with it and fell asleep I'm not a huge fan of post-apocalyptic uh, movies but this time oh neither am I, I but I it's yeah I give it a chance view. and I thought the I thought some of the humor was was fantastic and the dog's droll delivery um, you know was was brilliant at times. You know, and well, in his uh, in the boy, his his disdain, his just uh, putting up with the boy's need to to procreate, you know, to hump, to go hump, uh, 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 you know, the oh. female of his yeah. Because yeah. John Jarman yeah, plays a character who's annoying. He's he's kind of grating in his simplicity and his overreacting. I know that's his character. He plays it very well. Uh, but after a while, I kind of got the dog's frustration. Like Jesus Christ, man! You know, I had to put exactly. up with this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I I also think it's kind of cool that. They talk about the backstory of kind of where he grew up with blood, though. I mean, blood was has always been with him, and it's just, yeah, just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It was, I like the history. The history lesson you get at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Dog trying to teach him, and he's like, I don't want to know this stuff. There's, yeah, just that it has to be that uh, vocal, or you know, or related history now. And that's 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 only part of the movie. Yes. You know, then is. we oh, get it, yes. then we get into the other you know um, whatever like that the second would be, half the second half of the movie um, or, the, or maybe about like the middle third maybe you id know. ego yeah id ego that's right and um, that whole scenario and setup is just so that there's 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 the sixties blending into the seventies okay the, explain the clown makeup to me yes Somebody. thank you. Somebody explain that. I, do, I don't. I don't understand. I didn't get that either. The overalls and clown makeup. Come on, somebody's got to have an explanation. I don't. <laughs> Tar doesn't have an explanation. Well, I fortunately for the, all you good people have an explanation. He'll make one up. It becomes a co- well. I <laughs> no, think, I, I read this. Somewhere. I did watch it. I, I kept thinking this is so much like what's happening now. No, they all float down here. That's the explanation. What's that? Just all float down makeup. here. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. What? No, go ahead. What? I just thought it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wait, like... wait, Mark, what did you say? I just said they all float down here. Maybe, oh, maybe it's here like, we go. Maybe it's like maybe it's like tribal makeup. They all fuck down here, but that's, no one gets pregnant. Now that's what I I figured that it was an affectation of 
just because they're being enclosed like being that. enclosed and it's bright becomes a, a, a yeah. becomes a village and it's, and it and it and it's it's a brightening agent because you're you're kind of dull anyway so you're going to accentuate you know that you're the positive <laughs> but it becomes that gated community thing where everybody well, yes. has to have the same face exactly exactly <laughs> the suburb it's I mean, the it's, suburb yeah, it's yeah. The, exactly yeah. which yes. becomes a whole take on that yes. stuff yes. and it's a yes. In Topeka, it is Topeka. I know, I know, which I think is is brilliant. Thus explaining the overhauls. And <laughs> yeah, no, and the I, robot. I love the robot. Like the fair, Michael. yeah, like the fair is going on. And yes, the, <laughs> the robot Michael. Where at the one point after he broke all the necks of the dissidents, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, when Jason Robard tells engineering, yeah, 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 bring up another Michael this time. Get rid of that stupid grin. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I really like well, that a lot. That's, see, Jason Robards is great. His laissez-faire uh, delivery of everything is just lack and, of... You know. And who was uh, the third part of the committee? The guy from... Oh, Hank uh, Kimball. Hank Kimball. Yeah, Hank Kimball, yes. Right. Thank you. What was that? Hank Kimball was... No, that in, was really funny. Was like, that in he, Green Acres? Yeah, Green Acres. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, also played in uh, Petticoat Junction because it was all in Hooterville. Um <laughs> So I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So the Hooter, the Hooterville trilogy. So to so to get where we're going, um, the boy is enticed by this young lady. Um, they send her up there, kind of like fishing, right? The cheese. Yeah. So to to get him to go down That's there, the and 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 the thing is, is it's a it's not just about like getting him down there and this 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 kind of comment on society, but it's to 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 break up his bond with blood, right? So he has to they get him to, you know. When he goes away from his id, his biological imperative, he goes into the emotional thing where he's now in love with this girl because she actually kisses him. That's the whole great scene. He's like, what the... F-? You can tell he's like, going, what the fuck are you doing with your mouth? Get that, get that away from me. <laughs> and then uh, they're kissing and then, you know, something something happens. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think like, oh. that, that kind of switch to there... Now, with I think that's the thing with the clowns to me is that it's it's a it's a very simple representation of that kind of uh, life that we saw in the fifties, you know that kind of uh, white, oh, yeah, whitewashed yeah, yeah. white hearkening back. Yeah, yeah, it was mm-hmm. just like that kind of thing that said this is happiness. And the and extreme, if everybody's a clown, and the extreme right happy. religious aspect yeah. to it. The so whole, I said it. Yeah, so great. And this is we were talking. Uh, Tara and I were oh, talking can, about this. this can is, I go back to another scene? Real quick, what, when, what, go ahead. when they when they're in that underground area when he first found her, or where she fled to, or stuff. When they when they started hinting at the screamers, and uh, the only representation you ever saw of the screamer, you heard it, but that green light seen reflecting off of the upper part of the ladder or whatever. I thought that was that's actually kind of creepy. You know, everybody else scattered because of that. That was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. And all done with just a light and the way it was filmed. I thought that was just a really cool little scene. I all right. Let's go back to the other part. But I thought that was no, it was just that you were talking about in the seventies there was a lot of post apocalyptic kind of stuff. And I think that had to do with the fact that, you know, the whole nuclear scare, you know. Like, oh, grow, yeah. like, you know, because that's when I was growing up in the 70s and we had regular drills about getting under your desk or sitting in the hallway because Duck a nuclear and yeah, cover. Yeah, because a, a nuclear bomb was coming, whatever. Um, but you talked or tornado. About, but you talked about the right, Northwest Ohio. Shortly after that was Damnation Alley. 
Yes. Right, which was a huh. terrible movie, right? Based, based on, on a great book by Rogers. But a good book. Yeah. 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 However, we were talking about the, the the vehicle that they have in that, you know, the Jan Michael Vincent. the Landmaster. Yeah, <laughs> it, it became the Arc Two Thousand, right? For some right. some some Saturday morning TV show. The, in the importance of having a good RV. You cannot stress that. Oh enough. shit! But even better, in Get a Life, it became the competing paper <laughs> delivery system. <laughs> Always look towards the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's irony for That's, you. Yeah. <laughs> the Ark 2000 became the, the greatest paper boy until it started shooting them so fast it was killing people. Um, but yeah, so I said. I, uh, Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the dad? His dad. His dad. Yes. Yeah. Who is it's it? It's just made it bizarre. It's just... Elliot Elliott. Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Elliot and Elliot. Oh, I mean, oh, Elliot. What was He's his name? Elliot. What's his name? Is it perfect? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Wendell. But anyway, yeah. he's part of a comedy <laughs> duo. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can't. Uh, draw Sam, the blank. Bill and, and Tom. Bill and Tom. No, it was a woman. Ed and Tom. Sam and Elliot. It was him and a woman. Woman and Salmonella. Salmonella. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Salmonella. Salmonella. They were they were big in the fifties. There's the next turn <laughs> feather. There's the next turn yeah. feather comedy team. Salmonella. Salmonella. <laughs> I'm right. Sam. I'm Della. I'm Della. <laughs> We all take turns being Ella. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's an Ella thing. Oh, wait a minute. All right. So, uh, so how does this? Uh, this. So they. They. Why do they lure him down into the underground? Because they need his seed. And he thinks he's. He thinks he's going to get laid to infinity. Yes. yes. And yeah. he thinks he's going to do it. Every old-fashioned yeah, way. Yeah, every, is, time, every time it he, is twenty twenty-four. Well, every time he's like, that's right. Yeah, yeah every time he, yeah, twenty twenty-four. That's right. Every time he uh, tries to get get it on with him, the robot dude grabs him by the suspender or the, you know, the. And, and he's and dressed just like yeah. him too. Yeah, every, well, everybody's got the the overalls on, right? Yeah. So he keeps grabbing him. Well, no, no, back. not well, everyone. Not everybody. No. If you look, it's yep, not you're right. everyone. Yeah, you're right. It's, you're it's right. the you're robot right. and yes. him. Yeah. The robot is his keeper or whatever. Yeah, when you I, don't you don't know it's a robot right away. Well, right, right. It's yeah, just you don't. Quiet. That whole that, you know. You know what really reminded me of a, a '70s scene though is when he's like washing him in the bathtub, and the whole group is just watching. Yeah, yeah, that's that was great. weird. That was yeah, weird, but that like that looks like, to me that looks like a '70s. That was Fel- Fellini, man. <laughs> <laughs> in your in your milk bath. Yeah, but they put him in the uh, device that I've seen in another great movie called Quest for Uranus. <laughs> coming out soon from Time Feather. Astronaut Head. No, we're literally coming it's out, out now. A similar device called the Extractor. <laughs> and uh, because, nice. you know, the Uranusians. By the way, <laughs> that's right. They Mark, need its Mark, by it's the right. way, nice plug. <laughs> Always a good pl- but, but, plug. But, 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 but let me say but, this. What? <laughs> but, but yeah, always a good Nothing plug for Uranus. Like plug, but <laughs> always a good plug for Uranus. That's right. Uranus. It was Pop a good plug. It was a good plug for. All right, Uranus. so let's talk about the ending. <laughs> nice follow up. Yeah, no, I want to. I want to yeah, hear. I want to hear about the ending. Butts, talk the about end. the ending. Talk about the ending of uh, a boy and his dog. Oh, I, was, I, I like, the way I was yeah. going to be happy was that the ending because, you know, I, 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 I didn't want blood to die. You know, I have a real hard time 
with that watching animals in Absolutely. peril or, or oh, dying so. in movies yeah. but so i was i was thinking this has to be the only way that it has to end for me to be happy with this movie and i was so glad that they it followed that, that. They did it that way well no i thought they did a good job setting it up before i mean it, how the bond between them they are so interconnected that I, they yeah i don't yeah, they've been so they've been together so long. Yes, they're going to be mm-hmm. sarcastic and everything else it, with each I other. I think it's really great how I mean the whole story is set up, and I think Harlan Ellison actually does this in in his uh, novella is that there's just these simple motifs. You know, it's yes. the teenager rebelling against the parent coming, and, but then coming back. You know, and then it's it's all those kinds of things, and then it's rebelling against society. Uh, it's two different societies, you know, entering in, you know, living in one society, entering into another one, and then going, oh, yeah, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, and then going back to the other one, you know. And um, most of that is exchange between their banter, between him and the dog, you know what I mean? You get you get the gist of the whole place between them. and it's just Well, and that's the other thing, too, that we never brought up that I think should be brought, if you've not seen the movie, which, uh, if you haven't, go out and watch it immediately. Um there's a breakup in the in the middle of the movie between Blood and Vic. Yes. So they go their separate ways for a little while, which is I thought was brilliant. To me, I love to that. set that up. Yeah. To set that up in the way that's all set up, I love that whole thing. Well, L. Q. Jones said that um, Ellison wouldn't come to the set. Um, he kind of refused anything to do with the movie for a long time. He said then they had a screening. And uh, Ellison showed up at the screening and said, at the end of the screening, he come rushing up to L.Q. Jones and said, I was ready. L.Q. Jones said, I was ready for Fist City. (laughs) Fist City. I was ready for Fist City. But Ellison came up and said, no, that's the story I wrote. Which I thought was cool. You know? Interesting. Yes. Yeah. The, yes. Uh, the spirit of the so story. So you kind of wonder. It, the spirit Ellison, of the story is there. Did Ellison purposely stay away so it didn't become his story or let him go? No, no. Ellison. Or do you think Ellison he's too much of a. Ellison yeah. would just. Nah. Yeah. No, it's, sidetracked. It's hard to say. Well, at that we, time. We'd have to talk about was, Harlan Ellison no, he for was a whole pop- other. At that time, he did a lot of stuff. At that, and he was extremely. This was in his heyday. Yes. yes. You're right. You probably had little to do with the movie. Yeah, I know. I, I can see that. Well, I that's what I had said earlier. He was going to write the screenplay for the movie, right? And, and he put it off for yeah. a whole year. So L.Q. Jones said, "I'm going to write it," and he got a, a friend of his. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the other guy's name that helped. It, he didn't write it purely himself. Somebody else helped him. Maybe you, I. I would suspect the other person was probably like L.Q. Yeah, Jones. you got these great ideas, and you're what well, you're saying is great, but let's let's phrase it this way. Who did um. You know oh, what I'm saying? I don't know. Right. That could be conjecture. But anyway. L.Q. Jones, though, who did he, uh, how did he, who was he uh, associated with? I know he was, he. he Sam was like Peckinpah. A, those background, the background actors and stuff like that. Or, yeah. character, yeah. Well, do you know who Sam Peckinpah yeah, is? Well, yeah, I do. Well, do you know <laughs> Sam Peckinpah's history? You don't what really the, know what, Sam Peckinpah's history, do you? Well, yeah, he did like uh, Straw Dogs. He did. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, way before that. What? What? He he was in the trenches. He was an actor. He was in the trenches. He wasn't just you know. He didn't. No, just, I'm just saying. Just come along as a director. I was just, I've was, seen he, him in a group yeah. of movies, is what I'm saying. And I was wondering who he was. You know, like John Wayne. You see a lot of stock characters around him all the time in other movies. Sam Peckinpah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, there. That's all you had to say. 
I did three times. I know. So and about I repeated the end three times. I understood. Movie. Yeah, about the end. Thanks, Mark. So about the end, what Uranus? I thought it was a little bit of yeah, that humor, and I was kind nice of glad. Plug. I mean, do we, how much do we spoil it? You know, we spoil it. Was everything. the only way? Yeah, if they're spoil not watching it? it before we 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 you know. She was a woman of uh, was a particular taste or peculiar taste, as the dog says at the end. And I was like, okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that's how it ended. Oh yes. Oh yes. No, I, th- I thought that was brilliant. Because as long as it made blood, you know, he got enough to eat and he was healing up. I was happy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I think I saw this the first time at a midnight showing at uh, at BGSU on campus in the mathematical. Uh, Lecture room, I think. That was a while ago. One plus one. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I watched a couple of them. There was a couple of That's them. That's pretty out there. cool. I yeah. saw that in yeah. Dawn of the Dead out there, too, the first time. Midnight. Oh, in the, in the math science building? Yeah. In the big lecture hall? Uh-huh. Yeah, they sh- yeah, I saw a couple of movies there, too. They were yeah, like two bucks or something. On the- I yeah, think, it was great. I think uh, one of the first times we all went somewhere. Do you remember we went to uh, Gish, Gish, the Gish, the Gish, Gish Theater for uh, Plan 9? Which is yeah. no more called the Lily and Gish Theater? No, yeah, because that's yeah, so get, racist. Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, it's, it's complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, we saw saw a few movies there. Plan Nine. Mm-hmm. Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yes. Yeah, it was right great. after the right after MSG the comic book thing. shop yeah. closed. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so a boy and his dog, Harlan Ellison, L. Q. Jones, Don Johnson, uh, Tim. Great McIntyre. dog acting, by the way. Whoever. Yeah. I think Tim McIntyre is his name. I think I wasn't too sure about the he was in dog just fight. tons. You see a picture of him. He was in tons of television during that time. Yeah, you, yeah, you that, 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 that voice was the voice of the seventies. He did. He just did a great job. Just that. You got a picture of him holding a CB radio in his hand. That little yeah. <laughs> smoking the Marlboro. Breaker, breaker. Watching evil Knievel. But he, I thought <laughs> he, evil Knievel. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he captured or BJ and the Bear. BJ the bear. I thought he captured BJ. the, the, BJ, the, the yes. irony of the voice. You know, mm-hmm. I thought he did a really good job of that. Yeah, of, yeah. of how I pictured it. Yes, that was yeah. The acting between there was an I- which ironic is kind of a quality thing. to it. That yes. was really really good. But the way they had that film though too, the the acting of the overlay of the yeah. Oh, another cool. point too. Just a a point of interest. You know how if you watch the movie, um, whenever Blood and Vicker together. Uh, blood is always looking at Vic. Blood, like most you know dogs, they they look off screen at their handler. The handler taught the dog to respond to, look the to what the actor was saying. I know. There was a c- couple of times when uh, they also uh, Vic was Don supposed Johnson. to be having a ac- reaction, scared the dog. You could see yeah. him flinch. Yeah. But yeah. they also yeah. said that Don Johnson spent a. A ridiculous amount of time with the dog. Yes, yeah, yes. just to, to get that to get whole, the rapport. Yeah, yeah, and the you know, which I think is great. Yeah. No, no, I mean, it translates to the movie, yeah, which no. which makes that the cool part of this. Movie. It is a boy and his dog. It's a basic story. Yeah. When yeah. I w- I would say that you know we talk about Don Johnson you know because he was like this kind of pop icon in the eighties. But if you watch Miami Vice, he's actually the best part of Miami Vice. He is. He's really the person that, that commands the screen the whole time. 
the um and you know a lot of the <laughs> his other, white yeah. leisure suit. Yeah, but it's but you know what? I had one of those. It was cool. Yeah, I had one it of those. Was, you know? It was a, it was the times. It was the times. Yeah. Um, but he I was he was great suit. in that. But he, there was a bunch of stuff that he was in after that, and then he's had a resurgence here, lady, lady, here lately. Lady. Hey, lady. He uh, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. But he's also have you watched um, uh, The Watchmen on HBO? Here? Okay, now a lot of I'm a Watchman. I love the original Watchman. You watched the Watchman, and the Watchman is really good. The series does a. They really get the the zeitgeist of the series and create their own story. That is Have a sequel. Seen? It literally is like 10, 20 ah. years later. You know, it, it takes place in our modern times. Oh, that, after they universe. found the book, yeah. Well, and it's it's all kinds of crazy shit. They don't. They don't discount the fact that there's a giant squid, and they explain what the giant squid is, and they, you know, Ozymandias, and you know, it's, everything's in it. It's really good. But anyhow, Don Johnson is in it, and uh, his part is really good. I mean, it's he's a he's a guy that still commands the screen. Oh, cool. Uh, and, and it's yeah. funny how young he looks. He's because he was only like what twenty five or whatever. Yeah, or, pretty young in this. Yeah, because he's he's only a year young. Yeah. He's only a year younger than you. So in seventy five, yeah. how old were you? Yeah. yeah. You were 24? I was 35. 25. You were 25, so he was 26. I was 35. You were 42. 42. <laughs> I was like 42. 10. I was to the universe. <laughs> I was eight. I was just in there in puberty. I was in the champ. Yeah, I, was, I think I was eight, too. Wait, when you were when were you? Me born? and Wallace Beery. 67. Oh, so Mark, I thought you were younger than me. All right. I just look at... You do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people are so enamored and have to say my name. <laughs> it's true. They're not right. making. They're not making a T-shirt that says "Midnight Gadfly." I'm just better at standing farther back, so you can't see the details. <laughs> That's all. All right. So, is that uh, anybody else have any final words on Boy and His Dog? No. If Wolf. you have, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yes, it is. Give it a give it a good watch, and and you might give it, have give a it case a good, of puppy love. Give it a good critical watch. Too, yeah, because well, it, it deserves it. Yeah, it's timeless, but it's also of the seventies. Like it's, absolutely, it does those two absolutely. things. Absolutely, and if you can do those with a movie, and I think it can hold yes. up to a dissection too. Yes. I mean, no, it does. when someone's walking into it, it, All right, so. it is what it is. It's good. We're going to take a little short break here, and we're going to be on to the next movie. Spritzer! Nick Cage! I raise you. Geist! I'll see that. See that here in the hidden land of Mew. We're back for our next movie. It's the iridescent horse. (laughs) I thought we were in the land of Mew. Touche. All right, we're back. With our illustrious hosts, Dr. Tar, Professor Feather, and Mark Justice, a.k.a. Dr. Cabeza. Say, ah. Dr. Cabeza. Dr. Cabeza. All right, so our next movie is going to be a movie by our 
favorite actor of all times. Because it's outrageous. We keep, yes, Nicholas, <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Cage. Unleash the cage. <laughs> cage match. Oh, yeah, because we, we love Nicolas Cage. You know. He is fun. Good, bad. We love him. All right, so the, the movie we're talking about is... Kill Chain. Oh, Kill Chain. Somebody told me to watch this. Oh, it was you. You have the eyes and the hands of a violent man. I know, because I know violent men. Does a violent man really think he's going to find peace? If you need anything... You're here all night? Uh, I was going to say dial zero zero. Yes, I am. I thought you were the clerk. Clerk, bartender, security guard, owner. How long you had this place? About a year. A friend of mine left it to me. Well, we're here. You don't have any friends. Not anymore. I'm getting out of a difficult situation because you're using someone else's money i don't see it that way but someone does do you know who i am you are a type are you a type too yeah the kind that doesn't want to get shot you've got a bad feeling about this get out i leave without knowing what's going on then i don't know what's going on he doesn't trust you <laughs> i can trust you but you can't trust me right you want to die i kind of don't like you you set this in motion. You want me to say I'm sorry? I'm not the guy you think I am. You don't want to be, but you are. I assumed you had a gun in your purse. I did. I just got to the knife first. Yeah, I think I brought yeah. this movie into the into all that of our... That would be, yes. The, it, this is a feather... This is a feather find. notice. A feather find. A feather tickling. <laughs> a tickle of the feather. This is me tickling. A tickle of the feather. So, yeah, this is a very, um, very strange movie. Un- uh, very, Unorthodox. It looks, it looks very much like a comic book. It does. has and, a very, and, and very much of a comic the, book. The storyline all tends towards that. And it's, mm-hmm. I like it a lot, though. It didn't. And very good reviews, but I, I don't care about that. It looked, it's a fun movie. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so it's a 2019 uh, movie by Ken Senzel, um, Senzel, Senzel. Senzel. He he um, wrote and directed, and I I think um, it kind of harkens back. I think we're we're in a, a part of the movies where we're not getting we're getting these giant blockbusters, but we don't get these. Small kind of like crime. Oh no! Yeah, this falls like into the realm of a B movie type thing. Well, it's kind of, but a, it's good. It's, I, a, it's a B movie, and it's it's. I don't know. And it's it has that look to it too. I mean, yeah. it's in color, and which is by the way, it's vivid color, which it's, I love. It's definitely a crime movie, um, and but it has that no war. You know that strict that high contrast between the colors. So it's but good. it's got that. It's got that. Uh, it's that whole story of the guy trying to get out of the crime. You know. And yes. be done with it, but it's still following him around. Yeah. So Nick Cage is somehow a proprietor of a, a hotel. Um, 
Yes, he, he runs this hotel when the film opens. Yes, yes. And he, he does. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a former assassin, right? You find that out. You find yes. that out, yeah. But I, I think, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. No, I was. Uh, I I don't have anything else to say. I because I, I, <laughs> everything I'm going to say is going to start like uh, ruining everything. Um, I really like the movie. I think there it's not perfection because there's certain. Oh no, it's there's, not. There's certain things that are done that are kind of amateurish, and, and it begins right at the beginning. I it something really irritates me when I have this aerial view uh, that is this beautiful uh, kind of drone shot of the city, and then it jumps down into the street, and then jumps back to the drone. In the street, up to the drone in the street, with for no, like three minutes. Yeah, for like three minutes. There's no rhyme or reason for it, other than it looks cool. There's, it really is not. You, <laughs> you know, gotta, you it, gotta use that budget. Yeah, but it really. Thank should, you, Morton it, it, Dom. Re, it really should have been the the drone shot, right? And then they should have gone to the street because this is a street level movie. Yes. I mean, that's really what yep. it is. You're yeah. right. It really should have just said, "Here, we're above it. We're looking down." On come this. from your loft and this, come down yeah, and see. Yeah, this is how beautiful this all looks because it's. Where are they? They're in South America or, or Mexico, Mexico, or yeah, somewhere, somewhere south. Right? Yeah, somewhere, yeah. yeah somewhere. Everything's all lit with a kind of yellowy green, yeah. yellow light. There's no natural <laughs> light. That's which for, is kind of interesting. For perfection, think American Beauty. Well, yeah, I do. For the shot, but we're yeah, talking. Yeah, about. no, I agree. But uh, you know, you can't say that anymore because of, uh, you know, the actor. What's it? <laughs> but it is, Spacey. but it is the the color of the movie though that reminds me of it being a comic book though. I mean, it's not natural color by any means. I mean, they refer to it as neon. You know, you see all the neon light from all the buildings. Even that is not even it. it it's dingy. It, it it's has dingy. an, I'll but it you. has an unrealistic feel to it. It has a. And that's uh, because it, you're you're right with the comic book. I think it's because of the framing. None of the perspectives that you see in the movie are what a person would see. Right. It's the perspective of a camera, like somebody setting up a camera and saying, "This is a cool emotional shot, shot or, or an emotional is, shot." Yeah, yeah like, it, this is a shot that feeling it, shot. That, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's which is all right. Good. I mean, well, you, it, you get a lot of point of view shots. Take it I through mean, the, you see the shots through the through the sniper rifle, you know, through the, through the uh, scopes and you know through the windows. I mean, you do get a lot of those early on, and even even there's throughout the you know the woman in red, uh, you know, you see her point of view looking down. But that when color, coming. the color stays consistent through the. the yeah, it's kind of a garish. Movie. Yes. Kind of a wash. But yeah, yeah. T- and back to the story though, yeah, and the story evolves and and reveals, brings things brilliantly. together. Yeah. It's here again, you know. This is Paul Thomas Anderson territory, you know. This is uh, Quentin Tarantino Soderberg. territory. This is Soderbergh, Soderberg, yes. big time. Grindhouse. Soderberg. This is yeah. Grindhouse stuff. Um, to a, Literally yes, to a large t- yes. the storyline. And I I really appreciate that. I think. Yeah, about, yeah, about yeah. I I do. Yeah, it just kind of it's a fun movie. I really like the movie. And that's it, a, I think that's a that's a part of the the big part of the movie is you're talking about how it all comes together. Because mm-hmm. you literally spend the first half of the movie going, "Why am I watching this scene?" What right. the fuck is and, this scene? And but, literally and then you're like going, "Not only are are you doing that, but uh Nicolas Cage is talking about things. You're going, "What is he talking about?" Right. But then they all come together. Like what he's talking about and what you're seeing all come And I really together. yeah, it's fun. It becomes episodic yeah. almost be, with their Right, and then you finally see it like, oh, the pieces weren't in place. You didn't even know some of these pieces were yeah. there to begin with. Like, oh my god, then it, it has that it, weird, it's almost like a masterstroke to then it. at the end. Like, oh wow, okay, now I see how this was all, how planned out beautifully. Yes. and we were just given these little fragments, and not not in some kind of breadcrumb 
order so you can figure it out. And I, I, that's what I think I liked most about the movie. It was like when it came together and you realize, Oh my God. Okay. That's again, we're playing with that time shift. You're, you're doing yes. with different, you know, times and, 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 and senses of not uh, a, a nonlinear timeline. Nonlinear. Right. It really exactly. is. And it goes because it goes back and, 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 and looks at a particular time frame from a different perspective. And, so, puts it in, so, a, in but, a different order, though, too, and it just kind of you, you run across it at a weird time. Well, it and, puts it in a different order because of the yeah because of the structure right. of the story. Yes. It moves right. the plot and moves the story. I know, line. which makes a fun. Yes. Oh that, no, that's that, brilliant yeah, that's writing. Fun, yes. Don't you want to hear the story? It's a short story. It's a short one. <laughs> right. Right. And, yes. you know, and then part of me was like, you can't tell if he just. <clears throat> Excuse me, biding his time, or you know, I, I that that suspension of like, well, he could be just bullshitting this guy, you know, or he could be laying out the facts of what's going on, and you know, and lately and I, that this is what's fun about Nick Cage lately. He's been in, I know, there's been in, he's been in some stuff that we don't like, and uh, lately he's been in some fun stuff. I'm really curious about this color from space. I would like to. Oh, the upcoming movie. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. HP Lovecraft. Have you seen the trailers for these? Not, not. No. No, I, look at the trailer. No, it, it, I'm not going to. A trailer I'm is a trailer. Yeah, no, come on. Go look at it. Nah, this is Do a I, movie I want to see pure. pure okay. I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll not be contaminated by any kind of media. I think it's a color <laughs> out of space. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your trailer. There's your trailer right there. You're right. <laughs> what more do you need? But I do agree. Only if that. you said it like Elvis. Well, I think that's what the kill to be talking about kill chain. He, uh, it's really these characters. And you it looks like of, he dyes his beard. You can kind of, you can kind, well, yeah, you can kind of uh, <laughs> um, sympathize with a lot of the characters, right? Like uh, because of the perspective that they're coming from, uh, and then ultimately, um, Nick Cage is Nick bad Cage. People. Yeah, they are, but uh, the, but they're but so is Nick Cage, but he's the puppet master. He's the one orchestrating all of this. He's the one who's kind of aligned everything. Kind of like the, the, the mastermind. The, the crypt keeper? Yeah, that's what I said. It's a, well, it's in a, a way, it was very much like uh, the usual suspects. When you when it all unravels at the yes. end, you realize, oh, my God, yes. it was a master. Bringing them all. Yes. I you know, but that's you don't know that. With Kevin Christopher McQuarrie? Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. Is, that, is that his name? Yeah, the, the, the yeah. writer of yeah. usual suspects. Yeah. And then uh, this also, yeah, um, Nolan. It's kind of a Nolan esque uh, to, yeah. to bring him, which all, is to in, draw them all to us. This is not spot saying that it's derivative. It's just no. like in that same vein. Well, that yes. was, yeah, and, and you know, I talk shit about the intro, but after that, dude's directing his master. You know, his, his action, his framing, my, my all that favorite stuff is part. I, I I told this to Gadfly. My favorite part though is that I love the, I love the gun battle in the car. I think that, that uh, I thought that was pretty good. It was. It was just fun. You didn't see that very often. Oh yeah, I, a lot of really good choreo- choreography yes. in this in this movie, and it makes it a very fun good, movie. Yeah, yeah, good timing. Yes, yes. reminds me. Um, also, into that, uh, the big one right now is John Wick's. You know, which has mm-hmm. three yes. movies out. This is a John Wick yes. style movie yeah, to yeah. a degree, slower than yeah, John it's not Wick's. As manic. Uh, yeah, not yeah. as manic, but when it's not as sim- Ooh, simple. And not you know, exactly. what this guy reminds exactly. me awful is. Uh, Captain America, when he had that fight in the elevator. I love that scene. Oh, yeah. Of all I, the Marvels, like, that was one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen. Are was, we going to do good. this? <laughs> yeah. And his hands cuffed up there. It was good. I like that. 
But yeah, you mentioned Nicolas Cage's beard. I loved his beard, man. I thought it looked really cool. They, they kept did. on like playing with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what, yeah. Like just just kind of well, as man. an I'm not sure if it's an affectation or well, just uh, yeah. something he was when he was thinking about things. Right. You know, or me- remembering something. It was like a natural thing to like kind of, you know. Do I need to reapply in yeah. the morning? <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. Well, and Enrico, no, it, the, no, the whole story was en- him, Enrico he, Colantoni or whatever, the old sniper across the street. You know, I mean, that's what I said. And the, who was the the girl? Um, who was the woman that was in the, the one in red? Yeah. I don't. I don't recall. Other than Nick Cage, I don't know any of the other actors who, uh, who were involved. Annabella. Uh, Costa, but I'm, not, I, I'm less interested in the, the actress, in the, but the character. Like, well, who is the character? Mm-hmm. Like, why was Enrico there? What was his important part about it? He was calling somebody. Was he calling his, his daughter? daughter? Yeah. Who's his daughter? Yeah. And what were they implicated in? Both of them? And the other one was taken... That's why I said there's so many layers to this. Like that whole part where they come back to it and, and do it. It's it's really a. So I said, you know, when you suggested this movie, I thought, okay, it's, it's like you're almost starting at the end. But so it, but it's it, also it's, the, it's also the Nick Cage principle. He's a working actor. He's gonna just see. He's just gonna keep going. You know what I mean? Like he's all right. I'm gonna work. It, I'm gonna work yeah. for these five movies to get to this one movie. Because like my all-time favorite movie is Adaptation. And he's in it. And it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Twice. <laughs> yeah, twice. That's what I mean. Yeah. And, and both yeah. performances, fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah. So, so, you know, he knows his shit. And it's just, he, I love, I guess I really like Nick Cage because he just does fucking everything. I love that. Working actor. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. And how many other classic act? Boris Karloff literally did everything that is offered almost. Yeah, Almost. I think there, I think there's a lot of working actors right now. I think there's a lot of people that are doing that kind of stuff. But he right? does it well. I mean, he can. He can well, he do, doesn't always do it well. I no, I, you're right. He doesn't. He's always Nicholas Cage, but there's always like I think it's. But then one, he turns around and pulls out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but you can see things that like okay, so if somebody would actor. Kill Chain looks like one of twenty other ones that he's yep. done that uh-huh. are probably terrible, right? Yep. But you look at that and then you go, wait, they're making a, a sequel to Bad Lieutenant. You know, that's and it's Nick Cage. You're like, oh shit, that's going to be some hot garbage right there. Batter lieutenant. Yeah, but it's actually it's actually really good. It's not. The, I, have not seen I haven't it. seen it's it. Not it yet. You haven't seen it. No, it's not no, the same no. kind of. It's no, not the same no. movie. It's not the same kind of. Movie. Oh, it's, it's not really at all. The first one is so dark and just it's that spiral. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking. That's all I'm thinking about. It's like, oh, uh, and Nick yeah. Cage doing that shit. It'd be like, ah. Oh. And Nick, yeah. Cage, Nick Cage isn't up there with his. That'd be his like watching human. Going, that'd be like watching human centipede or something. <laughs> I yeah, I'd watch that again. Harvey, <laughs> Harvey <laughs> Keitel. You know what? You, you know one really really grossed me out was Abel human, Ferrara. Human centipede Abel two. Ferrara. Human centipede two. That that just grossed me. Out. <laughs> Speaking of hot shit. <laughs> And it was hot shit. It took two. So back to kill chain. (laughs) So what the kill chain, kill chain. How about that kill chain, kill chain. Yeah. So one of the actors I was uh, good, uh, glad to see was um, Ryan Quantin, who is from True Blood. Uh, He's the brother, and I thought like in True Blood, you know, the HBO show, 
he was really one of the standout actors. That's there was true. Something about the way he did everything, and he's an, another Australian uh, or New Zealand. I'm not sure one of those uh, places. That Better get it right. <laughs> pop yet. I was gonna say <laughs> either <laughs> one's either <laughs> one's gonna get really pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> if you want <laughs> band meeting. You fucking capybara! No, no, that's South America. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We've okay. We've offended just about every continent. You kiwi, <laughs> you pussy kiwi. <laughs> Give us a Russian. Yeah, but uh, kill chain. I really liked it. <laughs> Spudnik, the best vodka. Vodka. <laughs> Fuck you, penguins. Yeah. Look at the South Pole. Man. Fucking club you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, it, it, like I said, it took a long time to get into, and and there were times where I'm like, why am I watching this? Like you both said, uh, but, but the, when it, as it started gelling, the last half hour, the gelling got got, got that should be a movie. Tense the gelling, gelling. Uh, <laughs> and then I, it just became like, okay, this it was became a lot more enjoyable as it went. Like as you see things starting to congeal and, and make sense finally, like, Oh, I get it. And that really long story where he was talking about what was going on. And when he finally said, you know, I wasn't talking to you, I was talking for someone else's benefit, you know, and then it kind of sets in the whole, the gunplay, the big fight, you know? Um, yeah, that I, I, I really appreciate the structure and the style. At that moment, I'm like okay, it's a, it's a noir movie. It's a, it's, it's a film noir movie. I think. Yeah, I think. Like I, I think neon right. noir. I think neon noir. There yeah, we go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's I, good. I know. Yeah. I, it has <laughs> that feel to neon it. noir. T M Mark Justice. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Justice. T M. Your next book is going to be a neon noir book. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> no one's gonna buy it. Why not? Why, why the hell not? How is your how's your sales? Uh, not <laughs> don't a, laugh. Did you sell more than uh, Donald Trump Jr.? Well, I don't know how many he sold. I mean, you know, the the cozy has done done okay. The western, not so much. Really? Yeah. 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 I uh, I'm I'm surprised. I really thought more people would be uh, snatching that up. It did okay at the at the. Uh, you know, when I was doing the sales, the shows, but not online. Right. I think right. I sold uh, two copies <laughs> online. That's all so far. It's like, wow. Okay, I've given more copies yeah. away than I've sold. So there you go. <laughs> I bought those two copies and gave them away as gifts. Yeah, no. That's cold. I was curious about how, how it was going. But, yeah. So yeah, the review, I got a good review from from Ron Fortier from the Pulp Factory Group. Uh, nice. You know, but um, no sales. No. Uh, you can't. You can lead a horse to uh, water, but you can't make him buy your book. So what's so. the? What, that's fat. That's fat. Absolutely true. What's this? Yeah. Name, what's the name of this book, and where can we find it? It's called Gage Black: Hell's Revenge, with the tagline "They sent him to hell, hell sent him back." Uh, you can find it on Amazon. <laughs> That's pretty good, Mark. Yeah, it's a great tagline, right? It is. If hell yeah. doesn't want you, somebody should. That's right. <laughs> I sure as hell don't get out of my house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, an in-your-face book. Yes. Yeah. It is, even, man. It's just like you know, you do. It's not. It's not a breed for the squeamish. And, yes. Uh, it is. And not. maybe that's what it is. People are afraid. They're not sure what it is, and and uh, you know, it, it's a very intense book, but. Uh, I'm proud of it. I think it's fantastic. I love it, and uh, I, I still I enjoy reading it. You know, it's like oh, okay, you know. So onward, and we'll see. This next year, I got plans for two more. So 
we'll see where that goes. Yeah, it's a good read. I, as I said, I enjoyed it. And it, it uh, I like it when I can read something that goes fast like that, you know, and you're like, all right. And the tagline comes to you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm glad that you guys read it and you liked it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, it, hey, it was pretty good. And it is out there, though. I mean, you know, it's not for everybody. That's absolutely. It's an intense book. Yeah, that's for very, sure. Very yeah. intense. Not making any bones about that. Yeah. The next pulp I'm doing is a little more, a lot more of a, a lighter tone. You know, it'll be like my homage to the Phantom. So it'll be. So would more. it be within that, within that, within that ethos? No, it's. it's or are you going to have a different morality? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a completely different line. I mean, that's called Death's Head. And it sounds darker than what it is, but uh, it's a lot more of a standard, like a 30s pulp. It's going to be a little bit lighter, a little more fun right, uh, with right. kind of kooky villains and, and uh, you know, crazy situations. It'll be a little tongue-in-cheek, not not over, you know, not too much so, but it's going to be a lot lighter in tone. So, I mean, I still want to do a few more Gage books. You know, Gage Black's got two more stories, so that'll be a much darker tone, but then the next pulp series is going to be a much lighter tone. So, I'm trying to, you know, just whatever's intriguing me, whatever's pulling me, um, I want to kind of write whatever is making me excited at the time so death's head's the next one death's head okay death's head right. yeah yeah you uh, somehow turned me onto that pulp writing lash facebook thing lash logo. yeah the pulp factory group yeah pulp, for fans pulp, factory. pulp readers pulp writers yeah, yeah two-fisted tail that's pretty bizarre i mean not bizarre it isn't bizarre it's just interesting that in you know the input of information is pretty uh, um, overwhelming. You gonna write a story mm-hmm. like that? Are you gonna do a story like that? No, I don't. I don't know. I already have. <laughs> oh, I know. You gonna do some more? Pulp, two fisted no. pulp fiction. All right, so I think that's an episode, and we're gonna get up on out of here. So Speaking here. of fisting, time to get ready to go. Oh, two fisted. <laughs> Let me let me just ease on out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say. After that, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna need it. Torn Feathers Psycho Cinema has a new episode out, which is called Quest for Uranus. It's a Cyclops movie indie production best movie I ever made. You can check it out on our Vimeo feed. Please help us get to the bottom Psycho of this. Cinema. <laughs> ma, 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 ma. You are listening to Unsane Radio. This is Dr. This is Dr. Radio at uh, gmail.com. Visit us on the visit us. Somebody else take over. Facebook. Facebook. Mark Justice, comma, writer. Facebook. (laughs) Psycho Cinema. The comma. Facebook. Unsane Radio. Twitter. Radio Unsane. Spotify to be announced announced in the near future. 
iTunes. iTunes. Go to iTunes. iTunes. Give us I- one of those big five-star things, you know? That'd be nice. Let the people know. You want to contact us, contact us at uh, unsaneradio at gmail.com. You want to send us money? We'll take that, too. Absolutely. We got a PayPal thing going on right there. Yeah, no. Let's go check it out. Patreon. I mean, Patreon. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> what did I say? We don't sure, have you it. can pay me, pal. We don't have either. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Thanks, Tar. I don't think we, we don't have either. Yet. But still, send us your money. That's right. You ain't doing nothing with it. Unsaneradio.com. Tarnfeather.com. T-A-R-R-A-N-D-F-E-T-H-E-R.com. Yar. Well, that was a shout-out to, to Space, Space Pirate. Pirate. <laughs> yeah. There she blows. And Vincent Grimley for his uh, pirate episode. True. Every three words was yar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and shortly we will be doing a uh, separate podcast about the history of horror hosts. All right, so tune yeah. in. This will not be a weekly uh, podcast. We're going to do it as uh, able. I mean, we'll just put it out in a separate feed. When Uh, we feel like it. We'll link to it uh, through the Unsane Radio podcast. Um, But each episode is going to have a guest host uh, with us that is an actual working horror host. Right? Or semi-working. So look for this in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) We're all semi-working. You should have seen what I did. Trying to cover bases here. You should have seen what I did. I'll even go with the ones that aren't working anymore. It was a trailer.